News. I'm Hope Duggar. Broadcasting live from the KSHP studios in the heart of Las Vegas, Nevada. It's time to get on the right side of sports betting. It's time for the Odds Couple. Welcome to the Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide, Vegas Video Network. My name is Scott Pritchard. I'm a professional sports better handicapper. This show is about sports betting and specifically how to put more money into your pocket when it comes to the world of professional sports betting. Good to have Brett Grant back. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Thank you. Uh, Scott missed me, apparently. I understand you were golfing in Cali? I was. I played a couple of golf courses on... Uh, Monday and Tuesday, of course, Mission Viejo Country Club, also known as Mission Impossible Country Club. Pretty challenging? Very challenging. Great golf course. You had a good time, I trust? Had a wonderful time. Beautiful weather, about 72 degrees. Can't complain with that, can you? Nah, it sounds Gorgeous. great. I'm excited because we have the very lovely, the very talented Eva Futch. Eva, Las Vegas. <laughs> How are you? There you go with your singing again. <laughs> Do I need some practice? Do I need some voice lessons? You promised you wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take me at my word. You haven't figured that out by now? Oh, I suppose. <laughs> the very lovely Eva Futch, the legendary widow of the longtime Hall of Fame boxing legend Eddie Futch, a trainer, Hall of famer remind us how you and eddie initially met well we met uh, 1991 in reno at the boxing um, press conference yes i was a, a boxing judge in the amateur so i was always around boxing yes. how did you find yourself as a boxing judge what drew you to that have you always been fond of boxing well, not initially, I must say. <laughs> I was a reluctant boxing f fan, but I became fascinated. And I actually started watching it in Europe and Sweden, my native country. And um, then uh, <coughs> a friend of mine, he was a legend in Swedish boxing. It was because of him that the fights with Ingemar Johansson and Floyd Patterson happened. He had invited Eddie Macon to Sweden, and that's what led up to these other fights. And they were huge in Sweden. And in fact, when Floyd Patterson lost the questionable decision in 1968 in Sweden, <coughs> the fans were so enraged that they destroyed the arena. And that's when the Swedish government just said, enough of this. <laughs> no more pro boxing in Sweden. But a few years ago when I was home, it's uh, once again, uh, we have pro boxing. Yeah. My friend, legendary icon, betting icon, Lem Banker, uh, a diehard boxing fanatic. In fact, one of his biggest bets ever involved a boxing match. And Lem is going to be joining us on Fridays once we get dialed in for football. He came to Las Vegas in 1958, broke, well-documented, many countless TV interviews, radio interviews. And he went on to make millions of dollars in the sports betting field, 86 years old today in great shape. Again, I've gone on record as saying I'm 48, he's 96. I'm pretty sure he could kick my ass, but he's just a super, super guy. But like you, Eva, he loves boxing. I want to talk about what you are doing today. I mean, you're one of the absolute best wellness coaches on the planet. Well, thank you. I, uh, <clears throat> one of my goals is hosting a, a wellness show about, um, you know, 
highlighting uh, alternative uh, forms of healing and, and therapies and medicine. So um, I think that would be inspirational. And I think boxing is such an inspiration. I mean, even today, and you asked me earlier, my favorite boxer <coughs> is Manny Pacquiao right now. I mean, he's such an inspiration. He had this dream and he stuck to it, you know, like we spoke about before, never give up. And he came to America. Freddie Roach has done an absolute stellar job with tutoring him, bringing him along. And um, he's got a great uh, fan-friendly style. You know, he goes for the knockout in his last fight. He was winning, and then he got tagged. And that's, that's life for you. you. You have to take chances. Probably, a, probably though, a controversial decision on the, on the one fight he did lose. Everybody's thinking that he's going to get a chance we're going to finally get this Mayweather-Pacquiao fight together. And as a former judge, mm -hmm. do you like the way the game is scored, the matches are scored? Is there a better way to determine a winner? Because there mm -hmm. wasn't anybody who watched that fight who thought Manny Pacquiao lost that fight except for the judge yeah. and a couple of judges. Right. Uh, well, I have to say, having been a judge, um, and that's why they have three, you know, at, um, and five, they, they just um, – it's – it's, you don't always see everything when you're sitting ringside really well. Mm -hmm. But definitely, I, I would absolutely agree that it's just horrible for the sport when you have these bad decisions. And uh, <coughs> I think maybe there have been talks about, you know, having open scoring so you can see. Mm -hmm. But I think, um, you know, first of all, just having better you know, training of the judges, definitely. And the ones that score horribly, I mean, maybe they shouldn't be working, right. quite frankly. I mean, if it happens once, I mean, yeah, the benefit of the doubt. Well, yes. I think if you if you do open scoring, you you might be potentially inciting a riot in the arena if the hometown favorite might be fighting and everybody, all the fans think that person's winning, they see the score and see that he's losing. Right. You might have a little issue with the crowd control. Yes. So I'm not necessarily in favor of that. But I remember going to a fight at the Thomas and Mack Center, and I think it was Sweet Pea Whitaker and Oscar De La Hoya, and I was watching that fight, and I think De La Hoya won, and I went, boy, I thought Whitaker controlled that fight, won that fight, and it wasn't even close. I'm like, and it's not as easy as people might think, and I'm not right. saying that I'm a boxing judge. Mm -hmm. I'm watching it from, you know, I was pretty far away. <laughs> not right. necessarily great seats. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, watching the fights on television and everything else, you just see the, the boxing part, the uh, judging part is difficult. Yeah, and then you have differences of, of opinion, you know, ring generalship, you know, who is dominating the fight, who is really... You know, somebody may be connecting and, 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 you know, technically scoring, but, you know, then you have the other guy who's a better puncher. So you have people that actually view, you know, how a fight is, mm -hmm. you know, being handled and winning differently. So, you know, talking about riots, I was in the biggest sports riot ever, and that was in... <laughs> it was bonkers with... Uh, Riddick Bowe and... We were at PT's pub last night after the Spurs <laughs> lost to the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, this is uh, uh, Andrew Golada when he fought Bowe. And uh, uh, HBO filmed it, and it was just bonkers. I wasn't, you know, there were fights happening. And that was what he was talking about, the racial thing. Right. It was racial overtones with Andrew Golada, the foul pole. Um I think the press conference were pretty funny with uh, Lou Duva holding up this uh, punching bag and they had taped off the bottom. <laughs> he says, don't punch there. You have to be above. <laughs> right, right. 
and sure enough, he, he just was the foul pole, you know. He just uh, did these low blows and lost on disqualification. Eva Fudge joining us on The Odds Couple today for a Wednesday Las Vegas. My name is Scott Pritchard. I'm a professional sports better handicapper featured all over my own website, <laughs> pritchardspicks.com. Check it out. Opt in today for free daily picks. Some of the information you have to pay for, some of the information is free. The only thing I'll say, my friends, is the most expensive advice, free advice. Ultimately, like in life, you get what you pay for. I'm joined by Brett Grant. Also check me out on VegasInsider.com. We have a million views per day. RefPicks.com, headed up by Tim Donahue, former NBA official. I'm one of the featured handicappers on that site. Friendly reminder, I'm doing another sports betting seminar, How to Bet Football and Win, September 6th. It's on a Friday from 9A to 5P on the Strip, Las Vegas, Harris Hotel Casino. I will be joined by my good buddy Dink. Dink featured in the movie Lay the Favorite, starring Bruce Willis as Dink. Now, Brett, I've asked the very lovely Eva Futch in the past, based on her life experience, if she could share one concrete message with a young person, what would it be? She respectfully said, never give up. I'm asking you the same question. Well, how about, uh, that's uh, Jim Valvano's famous line, obviously, as well, from the, uh, when he gave that great speech at the ESPYs, the very first ESPY year about never giving up. In 83, yeah. Wonderful speech. Uh, for me, I think it's, uh, you know, learn, learn from your mistakes. Um, is a big one where kids, in, and even adults, just keep making the same mistakes over and over again, kind of like you at the buffet table. <laughs> just keep making the same mistake over and over again. No, I tease. Uh, I, I tease because I care. I'm on your side, Nice by recovery. The way. I'm on your side. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to see the video, right? <laughs> I do not. The bet is Jessica, my lovely girlfriend, has gone on record as challenging me to drop weight. I have to be down to 260 which is 22 pounds starting June 1. By August 31, I've since gained two pounds. So only I could go on a diet and gain weight. The bet <laughs> is she has challenged me to take a stripper pole dance class, and she's going to videotape, post it for all the world to see. Here on the network, Facebook, whatever. But again, you asked me, or I believe Eva asked me, have I thought about what I might wear? I said, listen, I don't even let that negative energy in. I haven't <laughs> thought about it because it's not going to happen. Of course, I said the same thing about not shaving my head. But your hair is growing back. The, <coughs> the, the interesting thing is, now, Jessica, and even your young, beautiful daughter, Skylar, they're not necessarily rooting for you to lose weight. I've always said my circle of influence, either you're with me or you're against me. If you're with me, come along, buckle up, let's, let's do this. But if you're against me... Screw off. But the people in my inner circle really don't right. think I can do this, a la Jessica, a la Skyler. I have an idea, and it goes to Eva being here with her boxing influence, getting on a boxing-type program. I'm about to box program. your ears. I'm all just right? saying, I think it's a pretty good way to lose some weight. Is that, First of all, you're how tall are you? 6'3", 6'4". Because you're not a, you know, you might say I'm 200 and whatever pounds, but you are not, I don't think of you as being a... A heavy guy because you're tall. You're just you're just a big guy. Right. Whereas I think Eva can get you in a little heavyweight division, some boxing stuff, and you go out and spar some guys at the local gym. I think he'll drop some pounds. I can start think? right here, right you now. Can with you can be a punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pretty much am on a day to day basis. All right. 
You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide, Vegas Video Network. So excited to be here with the very lovely, beautiful, talented Eva Futch, my good buddy Brett Grant. Good to have you back. You've been missed. Haven't hung out with you since Thursday last week. Missed the camaraderie, the fellowship, yeah. the digs on my weight. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling right I'm at home now. Side. I've seen you embarrass yourself. <laughs> I don't want to see it again. I think we should call Freddie Roach and get him a, get him a little training going. Don't you think we should exactly. be able to do it? Exactly. Yeah. He's the man who can do it. Yeah. Any constructive advice on how to drop the weight, be healthy? I mean, again, I've gone on record as saying, I mean, I have lost four pounds in the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> I do not believe in crash dieting or yo-yo diet. <laughs> Any constructive feedback, my friend? Uh, oh, sure. I think Oprah has uh, made us a great favor by showing that. By, by not renewing her show? <laughs> <coughs> well, <coughs> just showing that it can be a challenge losing weight and that it's much more than just the basic concept of uh, eating less and moving more, basically. But um, in, in my mind, uh, you know, definitely, you know, Start cleaning up your liver because the liver and the gallbladder is what's, um, you know, um, metabolizing fats in your body. Definitely. Liver and onions. Yeah. I have an Oprah story. Yeah. Are you we, are we turning this, we turning this into the view? What's going on? No, no, I met Oprah <laughs> once. Yeah. Back before Oprah was Oprah. No, okay. she was still Oprah, but she wasn't nearly. Well, she was big, but she wasn't as famous necessarily. But not as big as me. Is that what you're My saying? My wife. <laughs> No, no. Well, she was bigger than you probably at the time. Middle of January, 1991-92, I'm dating my wife, and her aunt, who loves Oprah's show in Chicago, I'm living in Chicago, wants to go see Oprah at the 9 a.m. show. So I get up in the suburbs and agree to take my wife and her aunt to go see Oprah. It's like 12 below zero in January. We go all the way down to downtown Chicago, up at 6 o'clock in the morning to get to the Oprah show. They have a power outage in the building. Hundreds of people waiting to see Oprah. So instead, what we got to do is actually saw more of Oprah than I intended to. Here comes <laughs> Oprah in a forest green bathrobe, busting out at the seams everywhere, handing everybody a coffee mug, saying, I'm sorry there's no show. Here's a coffee mug. So I have this basically naked lady with a, with a, a, a bathrobe on. Thanks for the who, visual. At the time... <laughs> Probably weighed more than you did. And I'm going, I didn't know who she was, honestly. I'm thinking, why am I, go, why am I even here handing me a coffee mug? I'm thinking, I just drove 80 miles to go see a, a lady uh, hand me a coffee mug. Thanks a lot, guys. That's an interesting you owe me some dinner. story. <laughs> 1991 from the good old days in Chicago. Yes, so indeed. appreciate you sharing that. I, I've gone on record as many times as saying, believe it or not, I ran a 26.2-mile marathon back in 1998. Never mind that it took me five hours and 12 minutes, and people don't know what that means. They said, well, that's still pretty good that you finished. I said, yeah, but Oprah Winfrey ran a marathon, not the same marathon, but she did run 26.2 miles, and her time was about 30 minutes better than mine. So that <laughs> should tell you where I'm at in the world of professional amateur <laughs> You should have done what the, what the lady did that one was the Boston Marathon. She cheated, took a shortcut, stopped in the park, had a sandwich for a couple hours, going, okay, I'm going to join the race again by the finish line. And I think she took a subway ride and did all kinds of stuff. <laughs> you should have done that. I should have. I should have. Much I, more adventurous. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, I ran the marathon in St. George, Utah, which is kind of interesting because it's in the mountains. Six of the first nine miles are uphill. Oof. Now, that's interesting. But the last 17 miles, downhill. Now, two things. One, you never train. I didn't train at all. That was a mistake. I'm thinking, <laughs> how tough can this be? Go out and run four and a half hours. Not a big deal. It was a big deal. Right. 
17 miles downhill. You're constantly putting on the brakes, and the back of my knees hurt so badly that I, once I got to the finish line, Eva, Mm -hmm. I stopped running, and I started eating. (laughs) I haven't stopped. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) stop. I was mentioning we all have gifts. We all have strengths. For me, it's gaining weight. I don't even try. It just comes naturally. <laughs> I don't proactively go out and say, I'm going to try to get up to 284 pounds. It's like a but static fling sock in the dryer. It's, it's just attached to you. <laughs> no. How did that happen? But I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Right. It's going to happen because we know what the the bet is. And I don't like LeBron James and the Miami Heat, baby. Is it baby or Brett? Uh, Brett is better. Okay. I, thought I don't lose twice either. in a row. <laughs> I don't, and I won't. So stay tuned. Let's get things moving with... Let's see. What say you? Talking about the San Antonio Spurs, the Miami Heat. Let me look at my agenda. The Heat survived. Oh, we have They're a, alive. We have an agenda? Well, t- not I Monday. watched Monday's show. <laughs> and I'm thinking sure. Whitney turned us on to something. He yeah. was so entertaining, so engaging, funny. He was. It's like, who needs a segment? <laughs> we just call it the Scott Whitney Show, man. It was great. Loved it. Did you check? You liked you, I you did. Saw I the watched show? it. I watched it that night from California. Great. It put me to sleep very quickly. It was, <laughs> it was wonderful. I'm I, telling you, it was the fastest 60 minutes in it was odds couple history. I loved it. I can't wait to have him back. No, it was fun. He I, won't come I, back. I, I keep asking well. him, and he wants no part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what say I? The more I watch the NBA, the less I like of it. How about that? Is that a good way to start it out? Dale, just cut to the chase. How do you really feel? One more game, and then we can put Stephen A. Smith away for the summer. Thank you. And put him in mothballs until October, November, because he's – I can't even listen to him. But, you know, the game last night, obviously – Look, the Spurs had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, and about 30 seconds later, it was a five-point lead. So the game was on immediately. Spurs turned it over. He came down, made two threes, got a basket, scored, I think I went on an 8-2 to two run, 8-3 to three run. And next thing you know, you knew you were going to have a, a dogfight down to the end. Spurs make a couple of free throws at the end of the game, Scott. There is no overtime. They win the game. So you say, well, the Spurs let it get away. But then in overtime, a couple of horrible officiating calls, I thought, really doomed the Spurs in overtime. But the Spurs should have won the game in regulation, shouldn't have gotten to that point. They had chances to win uh, and didn't do it. I give the Miami Heat a lot of credit for finding a way to force overtime, finding a way to win after being down three, an opportunity to be down four. Parker bricked a free throw. Otherwise, it would have been a four-point lead in overtime. Fact of the matter is, my friends, I mean, I don't get caught up into the drama of the NBA playoffs, but I have to say it's – I cannot understand. I'm baffled. 28 seconds to go. You play nine months, or in Tim Duncan's case, 17 years. This is their last legit shot at an NBA final. They're up three games to two. They're a seven-point dog on the road against the big bad boys, the Miami Heat. 28 seconds to go. The Spurs are up four going to the free throw line. Manu has been an embarrassment. Manu Ginobili, his wife is very nice, but Manu Ginobili has been a (laughs) joke. I'm, I watched the game. at the. I saw the Laker girls play the San Antonio Spurs back in November, five rows behind the Spurs bench, and I conversed and hung out with Manu's wife. She's a very nice lady, very happily married. They have twins, bada-bing, bada-boom. You need to check out some of these other shows because I'm not going to have to tell you the entire story. But, yeah, so Manu <laughs> Ginobili, I'm a big fan. But this year he's been a complete fraud, a complete bust, coming off his only game that he played well. The last game, 24 points last night, unforced errors, a horrific shooting night by Manu Ginobili. Decision-making 
He's just reckless. He's out of control. Tony Parker, 6 for 23 shooting. Fact of the matter is, Manu Ginobili, 90% free throw shooter, made one of two. Yeah. All right? And then Leonard, 70-some percent free throw shooter, 19 seconds to go after LeBron James. Actually, LeBron James was a complete bust in the last few minutes of that game. Wouldn't go to the basket. He was a complete fraud. I'm thinking, wow, this guy is choking. At home. At home, the huge favorite, the Miami Heat. But he hit a big three with 20 seconds to go. Then Leonard made one of two. And, again, it was an offensive rebound. So they had two shots. And then they had two opportunities. And then with six seconds to go, five seconds to go, Ray Allen off an offensive rebound by Chris Bosh because Tim Duncan's on the bench. So I'm calling out the San Antonio Spurs. I'm calling out Greg Popovich. Pop does not know best. I don't know whoever told you that Pop knows best. (laughs) (laughs) But he erred with his coaching. Ginobili was a fraud. Tony Parker, 6 for 23. Duncan, he thought there was only three quarters in the game last night. Or or two. 30 points. Yeah, 30 points, 14 rebounds, only had three. had no points in the fourth quarter. Old Man River. I'm singing just for you, even because I know you get excited when I sing. You're not going to leave, are you? Uh, no. Okay, good. <laughs> we're going to get back to you in just a few minutes, but I have to vent. I have to. I mean, when I look at you and I talk to you, I'm very easygoing and mellow. Now, when I look at Brett, I get upset because we start talking <laughs> about the Spurs. It's my fault. <laughs> the San Antonio Spurs. Are you kidding me? The well, world, yeah. the NBA championship, you're up four, 28 seconds to go, and you're going to the free throw line, and you lose the game? My, I, I was enjoying my plus 160 series price, thinking I was going to cash that ticket. Now I think I could throw it in the garbage. Thanks. I think they lost their chance. I think the series is over. I know you posted that on Facebook last night, and I respectfully uh, agree I, with I you. I hope I'm wrong. Well, yeah, and I, I do too. I mean, the thing yeah. is... They had a golden opportunity yeah. last night, and, and now, I mean, in your defense, my friend, if any team is capable of overcoming that kind of emotional heartache, it would be right. the San Antonio Spurs. But Greg Popovich certainly was in no mood to talk to the reporters ever, especially last night after the game. One of the brain-dead reporters asked him, he said, hey, man, what's, why wouldn't you foul? You're, you're down three. Why not foul? And, of course, he said, that's a European reporter right and he said yeah we do that in Italy and France oh yeah well we don't do it here and so he didn't want to hear right. it <laughs> I love Popovich just for the entertainment value I mean why is it that these reporters I mean ask a question without being afraid right just to get a reaction out of Pop it doesn't take much but they're intimidated by the I love Greg Popovich best coach on the planet he had a bad game last night. Well, you know, the Tim Duncan, having Tim Duncan on the bench at the end, I, I can almost understand why he did that because they wanted, they knew that the Spurs or the uh, Heat had to shoot a three-point shot to tie the game. Having Duncan there does not give them the ability to defend the three-point line. The problem was when LeBron took the three and missed it and Bosch got the rebound, eight guys were after, there's only five guys on the floor, but they had three extra guys chasing after, after Bosch for the rebound and nobody covered Ray Allen, who is an assassin, in the corner down there, and he got a wide-open three-point shot. Too many guys reacted to the rebound as opposed to keeping with their man, and Allen was open and buried the three and made him pay for it, and they went into overtime. Brett, you say what you say because you have a brain, all right, and I Thank respect you. that, <laughs> and that's why. I don't have beauty. I agree. <laughs> that's why, I, ag- that's why I agree with you because everyone's throwing Popovich under the, mus- under the bus and me to a certain degree, but you're exactly right. 
that's why, I mean, no one said squat when during the Memphis series, when a couple of those games went right. overtime in the latter stages of that game, they sat their stud horse, all-star Tim Duncan, but because they lost, lightning struck. It just so happened that the NBA Finals, it's magnified. Right. Everything is magnified. But LeBron James, come on, man. This guy late in the game was a complete Bust. So, but they came on. He nailed the big three-point shot. Right. But in the last minute, he had not one but two turnovers. Well, he wasn't going to the basket. He, had, he did. He had, he had a bad <laughs> final minute. But he also had, what, 16 points leading up to that. He had a triple-double. Everybody's talking about how bad he was. Yeah, he turned the ball over twice in the final minute. And, but he did hit the big three that gave them a chance to get into overtime. He scored, what, I think it was 8 of 14 from the floor in the fourth quarter alone. Um, so, I have a hard time. Everybody wants to pile on on LeBron. Um, and it is a team sport. Last time I checked, it's not it's not tennis where he's playing mano a mano. It's it's five guys versus five guys. And you are going to make mistakes. And of course, they get magnified when they happen in the final minute of the NBA Finals. But guess what? They still won the game. Uh, they won the game. So leave him alone. He had 32 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. That's a pretty good night. And by the way, oh yeah, we won. So why are you on me? I'm, I'm speaking as I'm LeBron. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. I That's why there's four I, other guys on the floor. I was thinking for a minute you thought you were LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> but if I was LeBron, I'd be speaking, LeBron did this and LeBron did right, that. Right, in the LeBron third person. Yeah, right, yeah right. exactly. But, hey, like, you know, he had to take – look, if he doesn't take the shot and, and throw up the air ball at the end of the game, end of regulation, it ends up in Chris Bosch's hands, who then makes a nice pass to Ray Allen for the three. If he doesn't take that shot, let's just say LeBron passes to Ray Allen and he misses the shot. What's everybody saying today? Oh, LeBron didn't take the shot. He's chicken. He wouldn't take the shot. He's got to take the shot. Well, he took the shot. He didn't go in. So it, it, he, he can't win for losing. Probably. But that's There's the, no probably. Went, <laughs> There's no probably. Okay. Documented fact because yeah, you clearly. said it. Absolutely. And it's your station. <laughs> you can no say mistakes. and do whatever you like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like the fact that you have an opinion and you own it. So congratulations for that. I have to say, LeBron James, I, I love what he brings to the game. He, so many different ways he can beat you. But I'm just telling you, man, come the moment of truth. Michael Jordan, we're a couple of Chicago boys, man. Michael Jordan would always go hard to the basket, right. draw the foul, and LeBron would rather pass. I mean, that's fine during the first three and a half quarters of a game, but the last five minutes, it's go time. The city, the franchise has your name on it. You have to go hard to the basket. Right. But, again, you can't argue with success. I'm going to, but I'm a contrarian. But you they were down five, and he made the three right, and they're down three. And, and again, go back to the Spurs. Ginobili missed a free throw. Leonard, Leonard missed a free throw. And then in overtime, Parker missed a three and throw. And two offensive. Right. Oh, of course, there was some questionable officiating. Imagine that. The NBA, I, I love that you actually have the courage to call out these officials. You know, Eva is very lovely, very talented. She is honorable, one of the most honorable people on this planet, all right? She was a boxing judge and very ethical. She could never be an NBA official because you have to be corrupt. You have to be one of David Stern's <laughs> disciples, and we're seeing it once again. Well, it was, you know, the two calls late. You could have called traveling on Ginobili as he ran, traveling does not as he exist ran in the into NBA. the lane. I go, aren't they supposed to dribble the basketball at some point? <laughs> but he was fouled. If you're not going to call the travel, he was fouled. And in the, in the final shot of the game, I mean, Danny Green was he was trucked by by Chris Bosh, and it was a, t a ton of body contact. No foul called. Now, whether Green made three free throws, maybe, maybe not. The way the Spurs were last night, what twenty-one of twenty-eight, seventy-five percent. So the odds are 
Probably not. But at the same time, he was fouled, and I, I don't like the fact that they, they bury the whistle in that spot. You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide. Vegas Video Network, Scott Pritchard, professional sports better handicapper on a streak with the capital S. 20 wins, 10 losses, my last 30 plays. Last night's game was a push with the capital P. We'll get right back into the saddle today. 20 wins, 10 losses, ATS against the spread, basketball totals, basketball sides, and or baseball totals, and then small favorites here occasionally with betting baseball which is somewhat counterintuitive because in the real world meaning when i'm not in this studio i rely heavily on dogs underdogs are oftentimes undervalued i'm a big fat plus player studio line open i trust 702-221-7283 we broadcast the dodger games the la clippers haven't broadcast the clippers in a while now no cp3 are you listening are you the new coach there? I think he's he was the old coach there too, CP3. He's waiting for the promotion. Now you look at the Dallas Cowboys. Granted, they are an amateur football team, but we do broadcast their games here on KSHP. The BYU football Cougars. Now that is a professional football team right there. We broadcast their games. So we are the sports voice, KSHP, spelled just the way it sounds. Scott Pritchard, Eva Las Vegas. I have you on the show <laughs> just so I get to sing. Awesome. That's one reason. There are a myriad of reasons, but that's the number <laughs> one reason. I know, Scott. You really, I know you need my help with losing that weight. We've talked about that. <laughs> we, have, well, we keep, well, you talk about <laughs> it. I, I don't say much because my mouth is full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause so you know, I need some help. I need some assistance. You can help me. Well, you know what I asked you. What did you ask? You've asked me for so many things. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting deep. <laughs> Well, <coughs> for starters, um, are you dedicated? I'm absolutely committed. I should have been committed a long I time ago. I was going to say, that's another thing, <laughs> another <laughs> Am issue. Am I committed? You don't think I'm committed? It's got to start with that. Yeah? Yeah. When should I start? Immediately. Yeah? I I, I hear you saying you are on this, uh, but, uh, you know, diet already. I think diet is a word we should just de- delete, you know, and use lifestyles instead. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because diet is just something you do for a short amount of time. And nobody can be on a diet forever. That's why doing a liver cleanse is, uh, you know, there's an Australian doctor who has written numerous books about this. And she feels it's a missing link in weight loss and maintenance. So um, that's another thing. Just a word. Losing something. Because isn't that what people do? You lose it and then you want to find it. So, yes, I lose you know. a bet, and now I want to <laughs> double up and get my money back today, which is not professional because we talk in professional sports betting circles, my friend, that <laughs> you have to be tough-minded. You have to have mental toughness because, you, well, you know what? That brings me to a point. We're going to talk hockey a little bit later. In fact, you know what? Let's bring in the big bad wheel. Here it is. We have hockey, Stanley Cup Finals. We're talking about the Chicago Blackhawks on the road, taking on the Boston Bruins. It's game four, talking about mental toughness, checking your emotions yeah. at the door. Let's spin it to win it. I am forced to make an argument for the Blackhawks or the Bruins, depending upon where the wheel spins, because the professional sports better checks their emotions and their ego at the door. Brett automatically has to take the other side. Who do I have? I'll allow Eva to tell you who you have. What does it say? What does the wheel say, young lady? Oh, Blackhawks. Chicago Blackhawks. They're on the road, but I'm getting plus a quarter. I mean, we, Brett, 
we've talked before. Scott, we've <laughs> talked. <laughs> we've talked before. We have once or twice okay. off the air. <laughs> Where are we going with this? We've talked. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, but that's the beauty of it. We've talked before about this series is a coin toss. The sports books made the Chicago Blackhawks a favorite. They're down two games to one. Home ice. Alive and well in Boston. Bruins won game three. They won game two. You never bet on a streak to end until now. I'm getting plus money. If I want to bet $1,000, I net $1,250 on the Chicago Blackhawks. There is a reason why the Blackhawks were seeded number one. There's a reason why the Blackhawks were favored to win this series. They're the better team. The Chicago Blackhawks at plus a quarter. How do these sports books stay open? Blackhawks plus a quarter. See the cashier. Well, I get uh, you know they, what they call the Boston Bruins, don't you? They call them the killer bees, yeah, and that's what they are. There's no mercy when it comes to the Boston Bruins, especially at home, where they are now. First of all, they're seven and one in their last eight games. They've been playing absolutely fantastic, and the Blackhawks are one and four in their last five games in Boston. They don't play well in Boston, although the Hawks will get a nice boost today with Marion Hossa more than likely back in the lineup. But goalie Tuka Rask. Try and say that 12 times real fast. 12 times. Arbitrary How about number. once for me? To God. <laughs> He's been absolutely fantastic. And the Bruins, with the exception of the first period of game two, since that time, they have absolutely dominated the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't see that ending tonight. I think the Blackhawks are in trouble tonight on the road. Doesn't mean the series is over. I think they're in trouble tonight. I'll take the killer bees to win their eighth in their last nine games. I respect your opinion, Brett, because I know you walk the walk, you talk the talk. Brett and I, when we release our plays here on the odds couple, we man up, we step up. We're not afraid. We're loud. Sometimes we're even proud. We put our money where our mouth is. And yep. so the fact is, I bet a hockey game, game one, I haven't bet since right. for hockey. I bet the Blackhawks minus 45 cents because it closed 58, meaning I'm getting 13 cents. The best of it would equates out to $130 per thousand that you bet. And I felt I was fortunate because <laughs> it went to triple overtime. I was down two zip, down three one. It's funny how these numbers are constantly in my head. It's been like eight days since the game was played, but maybe I should move on. But I have to say, <laughs> but you won. But but I did. And and the thing is, it went triple overtime. Right. And I did win. And we talked before, my friend, that 18 of the 24 games that in the postseason for hockey that have gone into overtime, the home team has won. But I also realized objectively, per what my buddy Dink had said, he felt going in. And I think you were on the same page that Boston is probably the better team. They're playing better hockey right now. The Blackhawks. They racked up so many consecutive wins early, but that was months ago. Right. And so you're seeing everything play out the way that professional wise guys, sports bettors, predicted it would. Well, the other, the other big factor of this particular series is that the Blackhawks, when they have the man advantage of power play, they're not scoring. And the Bruins have killed off 27 consecutive penalties against them. Uh, so they're doing a great job when shorthanded. In fact, when shorthanded, the Bruins have had chances to score a couple of shorthanded goals. So they've really controlled that part of it. They've really disrupted what the Blackhawks like to do offensively when the, they have a power play. The Blackhawks are scratching their heads right now. They need a boost somewhere, and they haven't gotten it. And Boston's really inside their melons right now. I don't watch hockey, but I do read. And I, my sources tell me that the Boston Bruins goalie, probably the best goalie in all of hockey. Playing terrific right now. And that's what happens a lot of times in the postseason is a hot goalie can carry a team to a Stanley Cup, and Tuka Rask is doing that for Boston right now. I know you're a hockey guru. Love I know it. my buddy Dink, featured in the movie Lay the Favorite, starring Bruce Willis as Dink, is a hockey guy. But I've often said I'm going to repeat what 
George Schwartz from the Gambler's Bookstore told me years ago that more people bet a meaningless Week 2 pro football game between, say, the Buffalo Bills and the Detroit Lions than than bet Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. That's how come we don't talk much about hockey, but it is a Stanley Cup Final, and you don't have to be married to the sport or be a fan to make money betting it because we're all about value. I'm all about numbers. The total for tonight's game, Boston and Chicago, 4.5 over, 5 under. Well, it's interesting. The last four games, first of all, in Boston have all gone under. Last couple of games in the series, game one went over, 4-3 final. The last two games have been unders, and the Blackhawks haven't, haven't been scoring. So if I have to pick on the road in Boston, I think you're looking at another potential underplay. I don't think you're going to see a high-scoring game tonight. You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP, AM 1400 Radio, Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. Scott Pritchard, I'm a professional sports better handicapper featured on my site, Pritchardspicks.com, joined, as always, by Brett Grant, the owner, general manager, a good guy to know here at KSHP, <laughs> and the very lovely, the talented, the very beautiful Eva Las Vegas. We're gonna, you know what? You need to start marketing that. Maybe we should turn it into a song or something. <coughs> Uh, there, well, there already is one. There is? <laughs> uh, no one tells me anything. That's true. Well, I want to get back to your concrete message based on your life experience. Because personally, it's popular. Never give up. But, I don't know. My goal, my dream in life on the farm in Iowa, growing up milking cows, baling hay, and watching paint dry. Yeehaw! was to <laughs> play professional basketball. But you're saying never give up. Well, I think uh, having said that, there's just one little caution, you know, that um, perhaps we're not on the right track in life if we have too many obstacles. And obst by we, you're referring to me? <laughs> 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 Why are you looking right at me when you said, well, perhaps we, meaning um, you, Scott, <laughs> Mr. Man Boobs, maybe you are not. <laughs> Go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt. Well, uh, yeah, just uh, sometimes we have to just sit back and, and ask the question, am I on the right track? Because that's really important that you're just, you know, heading in the right direction, you know. Brett, well, are you on the right track? Sometimes the right track, sometimes going the wrong direction on the right track. <laughs> but well, if you're on the right track. I'm on the right track. I might be going north when I need to go south or I'm going east. But I'm on this right track. I'm just going the wrong direction. Well, even if you are on the right track, but you're just sitting there, you still get run over by the competition. Potentially. <clears throat> they say it's not necessarily light at the end of the tunnel. It might be an oncoming train. Whoever they are. Yeah. They well, say. See, when you, you have a dream of playing in the NBA, but did you make it a goal? And what was the pathway? What were the steps that you took along the way to accomplishing your goal. Many people have a dream, but if they don't put that dream in action with actual goals, setting goals for themselves to accomplish that dream, then it is just a dream. Well, again, I promote taking action, but even that's counterintuitive because it's meaning. The fact is, I'm a numbers guy. Seven billion people on the planet, 330 people on the planet play professional basketball, and maybe 10 to 12 make it every year. So I wish someone would have told me on the farm <laughs> in Iowa when I was seven in my work boots and my coat, freezing my tail off, practicing my jump shot. I wish someone would have illustrated those points to me. I like to promote finding your gift, your strength, whatever it is, what makes you different, and then how do you monetize that strength? Right. 
And that yeah. will get you, take you to the promised land. I think that's what has led you here today. You and, what's the, oh, don't pet the dog. You wouldn't let me pet the dog. Uh, Goldie boy. Goldie yeah. boy. Well, <coughs> Tell anyway. me why you wouldn't let me pet the dog when I saw you today. Yeah, well, he's a working dog. And uh, when you pet them, you. Aren't we all? At the end of the day, aren't we all just working you, it's dogs? It's giving them a reward. And so then if too many people do that, then it's a confusion. And the dogs become harder to handle and train. Is that right? Yes. But going you know, back to this, uh, Go uh, you being on the farm, I think uh, there's uh, a lot to be said for all the benefits of uh, pursuing the athletics. You know, look at, uh, you know, it's given you a lot of side benefits, you know, being in boxing or... You, even though you feel you didn't, uh, well, we know <laughs> you didn't reach the NBA. Uh, but not one time <coughs> in my 48 years, Eva, when I've been interviewed, like when I was interviewed for this position, and it was grueling. Mr. Mr. Scott we, Whitney. We have tough he, process. He did not. We? I was prepared for him to ask, but he never asked. Scott, what's your jump shot like? Well, I have an idea for your act. You could be the jump shooting comic. You could post up other <laughs> comics. Exactly. And take <laughs> them post, to the rack. How post. about if you did your act while making free throws? <laughs> I would like to see that. That would be fun. A little gimmick for you, the jump shooting comic. I think I'm going to go back to talking to Eva. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you would like to add based on this conversation with your concrete man? And the other thing is, not to be critical, but we're all friends here, but mm-hmm. never give up is kind of a negative connotation. The subconscious mind does not acknowledge can't and don't. I can mm-hmm. prove it. Don't think of a pink elephant. <laughs> so why do we waste time thinking about what we don't want because we automatically bring that in a la don't smoke well i'm already thinking hey i might light up don't those ads don't work right so negative connotations as opposed to saying never give up how about embrace failure or as an example uh no i don't like that really what's you don't like that or you don't (laughs) like me now which is it there is a difference (laughs) both of them (laughs) you could use it in the sports world you're playing golf and what's Uh. don't hit it right don't hit it right don't hit it right out of bounds is right you hit it right exactly and you're in boxing you're saying okay don't go to my left he's gonna don't go to my left don't go to my left boom i went to my left and now i'm on the carpet on the canvas so same thing for you it's you keep saying, don't go to the buffet. Don't eat. But don't you eat. end up there. <laughs> don't eat. Don't So eat. maybe you should say, don't eat a salad. Don't eat a salad. <laughs> don't eat a salad. And you'll be on your way. You know, there's something to that. Okay. <laughs> I <think so. laughs> because I think I read, or maybe I'm just now making it up. But either way, <laughs> for the indie drivers, they used to train these wannabe indie drivers. They put them in a simulator. Right. And they, they can't get hurt. But the simulator is you're going 240 miles an hour or whatever right. it is. And the, there's one rule. Don't look at the wall. And as soon as, and what, as, soon as you do, you crash. Right. So in other words, keep your eye on the prize. No negative connotations. Just an observation. Mm-hmm. Give us another word of advice based on your life experience. If you could share one concrete message with a young person based on your life experience, what would it be? Um, well... Think things through. Really think things through before you act, you know. It's good sound and advice. And I say that to myself, too, because <laughs> when I think back, things gone wrong. It's when I really didn't think things through. Like you talk about in sports betting, keep you, you know, be logical, you know. I've heard so many people say, listen to your heart. Well, listen, my heart has gotten me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> 
I, w- when you think lin- if you it's, it's a linear process if you think with your head and I, I apply it to sports betting and or poker again it works it does if you remove emotion and you think logically does this make sense but as i say it works in sports betting relationships mm-hmm. not so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. don't bring your poker face <laughs> gentleman to the bedroom it does not work don't ask me how i know <laughs> Brett, you have anything to add to this conversation no, at all? No, no, I just I, I, I called for a tow truck to pull you out of the ditch. That's all, that's all I've done so far. We're not going. We're not going to archive this show, are we? Exactly. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to regather our thoughts. You're listening to the Odds Couple on KSHP Vegas Video Network. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought you should be on the radio, or have you considered doing an online video show or podcast? If so, now is your only chance to do both at the same time. KSHP and the Vegas Video Network have teamed up to provide the only multi-camera broadcast quality video and live radio simulcast in Las Vegas. And instead of having your show played at some ungodly hour, the KSHP Vegas Video Network partnership is producing shows that play from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. Imagine having your own radio show broadcasting to the entire Las Vegas Valley and combine that with an online presence that is viewed in all 50 states and 150 countries, both live and on demand. This is a first and an outstanding opportunity to give voice to your business, your ideas, and your talent. If you'd like your own show on KSHP and the Vegas Video Network, contact us today at 221-1200. That's 221-1200. Welcome back to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide, Las Vegas, Nevada. You know how that thing works? The uh, headphones? You okay? <laughs> don't hurt a, yourself there, tearing Eva. Tearing it apart here. <laughs> Eva Fudge? Is it blonde, blonde proof? <laughs> I don't think so. Eva, the lovely widow of the late, great Boxing Hall of Fame trainer, Eddie Fudge, joining us on The Odds Couple today. We would love for you to reach out to us. Email us at theoddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. That's oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. Also, we would love to hear <laughs> your voice on our show. We're talking about web-based voicemail. Go to our site, Vegas Video Network, right-hand side, red bar, click there, middle of the page, green bar, start recording. Live chat up and running. Studio line is open. If you do miss us live, no concerns, no worries. We aim to please. It's all about the end result. You still can check this show out. YouTube, iTunes, Vegas Video Network, Roku. Frustration. That's what my life is. Frustration. Well, actually, it's frustration. It's one word, okay? Many syllables. But one word, frustration. I'm talking about sports. Sports betting. Are you kidding me? Well, for me, obviously, last night, Game 6, NBA Finals, I have a future bet on the series with the Spurs, and I'm getting ready to cash that ticket, and they miss a couple of free throws. I unfortunately think the series is now over. I don't think the Spurs are going to win Game 7. I think I can just flush that ticket right down the toilet as the uh, Spurs missed their golden opportunity to win the series in Game 6. They had the heat down. They had a chance to win it. They let them off the hook, and I think that's a bad sign for Game 7. So to the Spurs, (laughs) are you kidding me? How could you do this to me? (laughs) We take it personally. It's our money, so we do take it personally. We have San Antonio Spurs stock, but now you understand why. 
I bet the Spurs to win the Western Conference because come the moment of truth, you have options with a capital O. I commend you for having a plus on the Spurs, but now come the moment of truth, an elimination game for San Antonio. You can't really hedge. You can't do squat because this – but you knew this going in. Well, I thought I had a chance after the Spurs went up two games to one. I could have taken the heat at plus 110. As I thought out the series, I go, they'll never be plus 110 again. They'll be minus 130 after the series is tied. They'll be a bigger favorite. Obviously, in Game 7, they're going to be, what, $3 or whatever. But I don't be. disagree with what you said. You kind of ride it out. I mean, yeah. again, plus 60. So anytime you're dealing with pluses, it's a good thing, and you had a great opportunity last night, and right. you would have been kicking yourself had you hedged on the heat at plus 10. Right, right. now, you it's basically two, three baskets. They're a six-point favorite right. in, in Game 7. So my Are You Kidding Me segment has to do with the San Antonio Spurs, not to beat a dead horse, but I'm going to beat a dead horse. San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich, I'm surprised. Disappointed. Manu Ginobili, Parker, Duncan, after the first half, just didn't get it done. I mean, I give the Miami Heat credit, but San Antonio Spurs up four, 28 seconds to go for the championship. Are you kidding me? All right, we're going to move on. At least I am. I don't know about you two, but I'm moving on. I'm not bitter. I'm not going to. If you went and saw a bad movie, would you go back and see it again, Eva? Of course not. Of course. So why, why can't Brett, you and I move on from that Spurs debacle? <laughs> How many times have you seen your movie? I don't want to. <laughs> hey. Have you seen Lay the Favorite? No. Okay. Well, you and you're with everyone else. <laughs> I love the movie. My buddy Dink is in it. My friend Beth is in it. There's a character, Scott, in it. And Brett, don't get sucked into what... No, I enjoyed the the movie. I was just playing along. Okay, good. Because the fact is, I talk to people at the sports books all day, every day. They love the movie. But I think it's just a a niche market. If you're not a sports better or you're not in the game in that regard, and that's okay, you you may get lost or you may not... But, But... to me, quite frankly, objectively, I liked the movie because I knew most of the characters. Uh, Vince Vaughn, I don't know him, but I knew it was Carrie. Mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn, Bruce Willis, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Rebecca Hall. At the end of the day, uh, what makes a good movie to me is the ending. And I just thought the ending was kind of weak. But that's my opinion. No one cares about my opinion. They just want to know, Scotty P, who do you like in tonight's game? So let's get back to sports betting. We're going to put money into your pocket as Brett and I together put you on the right side. Well, I, I get to go first. It's Let's been, try that. Let's try, try something that. new. <laughs> it's it's been so long. I know I'm perfect this week. I'm o for o uh, as we go into the week. Scott, how'd your pick go on Monday, Scott? Oh, he didn't, he didn't give one. Out. You, Scott, Scott Whitney. How's your, how was Scott's pick? Pretty. Good. I wish he would have gave out a pick. I would have bet the other side. But yeah. that's the same mentality I had with, with my good buddy Anthony Padilla, right. who's a sports better headline comic. What does this guy know about sports betting? He went on a four-month winning streak once a week on this show. It equates to about 15, 16, and 0. Unbelievable. I had a good document. These picks are documented on this show. ATS against the spread. Winning football season for me. Winning basketball season for me. 20 and 10 my last 30 plays, only to be upstaged by a fan who's a friend, <laughs> Anthony Padilla. And so, again, I'm glad that I didn't bet against Anthony's place. But go ahead. Enough about my buddy Anthony. I'm going to go to a uh, American League Central matchup between the Chicago White Sox and the uh, Minnesota Twins tonight. Chris Sale on the mound. He's 5-5 five and five on the year. 2.43 ERA. He's 0-3 in his last three starts, but his whip is .84 and his ERA is 2. So basically what that means is the White Sox haven't helped him offensively at all. Kevin Correa goes for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Sale's a, a favorite about $1.28. He's been 
very, very good, and he's been exceptionally good against this lineup that he faces for the Twins. I think he gets the job done today. I'm going with the White Sox. I'm going to lay the dollar twenty-eight with the White Sox on the road at Minnesota. At Minnesota. Brett Grant, that's your right side, the White Sox on the road. Yes. yes. I'm with you. It's, I mean, the White Sox on the road losing proposition, but with this stud horse pitcher, I like him. The White Sox on the white side today, as Emma Ford would say. Yes, and you as well. Thank All you. right. So to recap what I did yesterday, it was a push. A tie is like kissing your sister, so we don't want to go there. Definitely do not want to go there. I'm talking about you, your sister, Mr. Viewer, Miss Viewer, whoever your sister is. I do not, will not, and you can't make me kiss her. It was a push. <laughs> it was a tie yesterday. I had over Red Rover, Red Rover. I love the over. I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. I'm liking life. My food is tasting better because I bet over eight. And three and a half innings into the game, seven runs. Even I can't find a way to lose this game. I didn't lose, but I didn't win. They scored one run in the last five and a half innings. Mm. Welcome to my world. And you wonder why I need a massage or reflexology, a foot massage. You wonder why I'm thinking about drinking. <laughs> All right. Let's where, stay focused. Let's where stay are you going topic. today, Scott? I'm going to <laughs> Graziano's. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a great buffet, broasted chicken. Not fried, broasted chicken, whatever that means. I'm sold. I'm an easy sell when it comes to right. food. <laughs> Pizza, cinnamon rolls, brownies, soup, salad. Not that I would know if that's any good, but they do offer it for those of you who are concerned about nutrition. All right, enough about that. Let's get back to sports and putting money into your pocket. I'm looking at a baseball game, National League Central game, the Cincinnati Reds hosting the Pittsburgh Pirates. Arroyo, Arroyo, I like the Reds at home. Minus 39 cents. Get on the Reds. I don't like laying the lumber. I'll lay the 39. It's cheap. Reds. See the cashier. The Pirates, uh, their opponent today, they have been a terrific team and one of the better cashing teams all season, haven't they? That's the key, my friend. I mean, I have a lot of respect. Liriano, I mean, the guy's yeah, a Francisco. very good pitcher, stud left-handed pitcher. Uh, we're running out of time. I want to give due credit to my lovely <laughs> friend, Eva Fudge. Eva, Las Vegas, <laughs> I hope you had fun. Please come back and see us again. Yes, thank you. Thank Any you parting shots, me. words of advice in terms of she's the best wellness coach on the planet. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, well, just uh, stay dedicated. You know, we we all have a way of falling off, you know, the wagon at times, but just keep on getting back up again. Yeah. For the lovely Eva Futch, my name is Scott Pritchard, professional sports better handicapper featured on Pritchardspicks.com, VegasInsider.com, and RefPicks.com. Brett Grant, always good having you with us. Good I trust that you won't be out on the golf course tomorrow. You'll be joining us the next couple of days. I, I will be here, yes, sir. All right, great. Now, this finger that you gave me, does was, that... I was telling you it was one minute to go in the and show. And I appreciate you using this finger exactly. this time. All right. Well, <laughs> that's... trying to hide it from the camera. <laughs> <laughs> thinking, you have why is he, why is he pointing at this camera? Live and worldwide, Vegas Video Network, KSHP AM 1400 Radio, Odds Couple, Scott Pritchard. Good luck. Goodbye.